Uh, so this is such an important section that I feel we should go over it again. Uh, so we're going to go through this uh, and looking specifically at uh, Jayan Sheva's outline as we do. Um, so uh, the first section of Jayan Sheva's outline uh, is uh, that one should uh, apply the um, uh, methods that the Buddha has taught to any non-virtue that one is engaged in, uh, even if it's non-virtue uh, that was done uh, because of carelessness, uh, because of a state of unknowing, or because of being influenced by the afflictions, uh, and so forth. Um, so we might uh, want to be free from certain negative behaviors, uh, but those uh, previous mentioned um, influences keep us from being uh, able to uh, completely turn away from wrongdoing. Um, so this first section of Jayan Sheba's uh, outline deals with uh, the need for a method uh, um, uh, to, uh, um, that will serve as a remedy or an antidote to these kinds of non-virtues that are done uh, even, like, again, uh, even if one doesn't want to engage in them. Lesso. Uh, so then the next section uh, of Jayan Sheva's outline deals with the um, uh, remedy for infractions or for downfalls. Uh, and then uh, the next section is dealing with the remedy for other, all, all other misdeeds or misdeeds. So this second category that deals with remedy, uh, so it reads in the great treatise, uh, now in regard to how to remedy uh, any infractions. Um, so again, the word downfall uh, could be also used. So it says, uh, do as it, ex as it is explained in the context of the three vows. Uh, so this is specifically uh, talking about um, when one has broken uh, any of the three types of vows and how to remedy those kinds of uh, negativities. Um, so we, the three types of vows are referring to the individual liberation vows, the bodhisattva vows, uh, and then the tantric vows. Um, so each of those uh, um, sets of vows uh, have a specific uh, rem ceremony to remedy uh, 
that is exclusive to those vows themselves. So if one has created a downfall, which is uh, a breaking a vow, uh, um, uh, break, uh, breaking of a vow, uh, then one applies the appropriate remedy according to what kind of vow it is. So if it's an individual liberation vow, for instance, the monks and nuns have a ceremony uh, for remedy, uh, which is called sojong. So we're going to call sojong and the sojongs a ceremony to remedy. Um, so the monks and nuns have a sojong, a ceremony to remedy uh, um, any downfalls that they've created by breaking any among their vows. Uh, so this is done two times in a month period on the uh, 15th day of the month calendar and then the last day of the month. Uh, so this is the, how uh, the uh, individual liberation vows are remedied. So there's a sojong, a ceremony to remedy for those. And then the bodhisattva vows have their own ceremony to remedy, uh, uh, their own sojong. And then the tantric vows have their own ceremony to remedy, or so, their own sojong. Uh, so this is what uh, is uh, being referred to here, uh, uh, the specific way to remedy, the specific antidote uh, to uh, the negativity, which is a, a downfall. And here that's a separation from one's vow. And again, among the three vows, speaking of the individual liberation vow, bodhisattva vow, uh, and the tantric vow. Dixon. So the third section of Jayan Sheva's outline deals with the remedy or the antidote for misdeeds. Here we have the word sin, so sins or misdeeds. So it says, however, uh, you should remedy sins through the four powers. Uh, so this particular section on remedying sins or misdeeds uh, has two parts. First, the abbreviation or the abbreviated uh, or the summary would be the best word of the four powers. Uh, and then the uh, second category of the expanded explanation uh, of them. Uh, so this is category number three, uh, how to remedy sins. Uh, so however you should remedy sins through the four powers. The sutra giving the four teachings says, Matraya, if bodhisattvas, the great heroes, possess these four teachings, then they will overcome any sins that they have committed and accumulated. Um, so that is the section on the abbreviated or the summary of the four. Hmm. Tabal 
So then the uh, expanded explanation, what are the four? They are the power of eradication, the power of applying remedies, the power of turning away from faults, uh, and the power of the foundation. Uh, and then, uh, so uh, it, uh, it stated that uh, all these four opponent powers uh, have the ability to purify any type of misdeed. Uh, um, and it, it stated it previously in some of uh, scripture, uh, the Buddha stated that uh, there is no misdeed that cannot be purified. Uh, um, no, no misdeed so great that it cannot be purified uh, by way of the four opponent powers. Um, so uh, um, even the five heinous crimes or the five uh, um, irreversible actions can be purified. Uh, and then it speaks of karma that one has done uh, and accumulated. So karma that is done and accumulated is a karma that one is certain to experience. Uh, uh, um, so uh, it states here that the four opponent powers can destroy uh, that kind of karma, which is the most negative type of karma. So if that is the case, then there's no need to wonder uh, if karma that is uncertain uh, or not accumulated can be purified as well. Um, so uh, this next section, you will definitely experience the result of karma that you have done and accumulated. Since the four powers can destroy this kind of karma before it starts to take effect, it goes without saying that the four powers can destroy karma whose result is indefinite. The four powers are as follows. <laughs> So when we then look uh, uh, what at these four, uh, it says the four powers are as follows. Follows. What are these four powers? Um, so first is the power of uh, eradication. Uh, then the power of applying remedies, then the power of turning away from faults, and then last, the power of foundation or power of basis. Uh, so we begin then with the power of eradication. This one. Then
so the first power uh, is the power of eradication. Um, so the power of eradication is having regret for having uh, engaged in non-virtuous activity since beginningless time. Uh, so here it says the first power is great contrition for having done non-virtuous action since beginningless time. Uh, in order to feel this, it is necessary to meditate on the way in which you produce the three effects of actions, etc. Um, so once uh, you uh, accumulate a misdeed, uh, it, um, this particular step uh, is um, regretting having committed that misdeed, or uh, that mis uh, accumulated rather that misdeed. Think so. Because um, so one thing that I forgot from before is karma that one has accumulated is a karma that is done uh, and has a large amount of premeditation before uh, having been uh, before doing it. Um, so when we're uh, that type of karma is karma that is accumulated uh, and then certain to experience. Uh, so Rimache stated that before and I, I missed it. So I just remembered that. Um, so uh, going back to where we are, the power of eradication. Uh, it says, in order to feel this, it is necessary to meditate on the way in which you produce the three effects of actions, fruitional and so forth. At the time of putting this into, uh, into practice, do so by way of the two methods, the confession of sins in the Sutra of the Golden Light and the confession of sins by way uh, of the 35 Buddhas. Um, so um, if we're looking at the summary of these points, um, it's stating that once you have uh, thought about uh, um, the reason for um, uh, regretting what one has done and you generate the regret, uh, then uh, you um, uh, acknowledge that downfall that you regret by way of these two methods. Then these are two sutras that have these uh, methods in them. Uh, first the sutra of the golden light uh, and then the sutra of the 35 Buddhas. トドワドラリチムのマレレンジヒジネテスモムドワ。レサ。ラリサジトルテノドドドヤムド。レサ。サジトル。ああ。チェバドトジジャビチュロ。テラジレス。ナバシンジビト。ネバグンジビト。ネ
what the uh, main points are, the outline is, and you can hold on to that, uh, then you can look at what it means uh, and uh, how it's explained uh, in this section. Uh, so if you know the section headings, uh, it'll be very helpful. So we'll look at it in this way. Uh, so there are six sections to the power of applying remedies. Uh, the first is dependence upon profound sutras. Uh, the second is interest in uh, emptiness. Uh, the third is dependence upon recitation. The fourth is dependence upon images. Uh, the fifth is dependence upon worship or offering. Uh, and then the sixth is dependence upon names. Uh, so these are the six heading names. Uh, and then again, they're explained in this section uh, underneath each heading. Dixon. <laughs> Resultant perfection. <laughs> Effect, yes. Effect, perfection. so the first says dependence upon profound sutras includes such activities as receiving the oral transmissions of the sutras such as the Prajnaparamita retaining their meaning uh, and reading them. So Prajnaparamita, in ink, that's a Sanskrit word, so in English it's translated as uh, um, per, uh, perf uh, uh, perfection of wisdom. Um, uh, so uh, there is two different types of perfection. So you could also just translate it uh, as perfection. Uh, it um, literally means like going to the other side, if you break down the etymology of the word. Uh, but we've used this word perfection in English, so we're going to stick with that. So there are two types of perfection. Uh, there is resultant perfection, uh, and then there is path perfection, sometimes uh, called uh, causal perfection. Uh, so resultant perfection is referring to uh, Buddhahood, the Buddha. Uh, so any, uh, if it is a Buddha, uh, it, there is, it is resultant perfection. If it is resultant perfection, uh, it is necessarily a Buddha. Um, so here these are uh, synonymous words. The Dunchik, Sanjay Dan, the. Okay. Yeah, so these are synonymous words. 
uh, um, so this is what it's referring to. So if we look at any among the, uh, um, uh, the Dharma body or truth body, uh, the enjoyment body uh, or the emanation body uh, and then or the uh, exalted wisdom um, uh, body and the na nature body uh, any of these types of bodies would categorically uh, fall under this resultant perfection uh, so that's what we mean by resultant perfection uh, causal perfection or path perfection uh, is referring to the bodhisattva path uh, so these two things are synonymous. So if it is path perfection, uh, it is the bodhisattva path. If it is the bodhisattva path, uh, then it is necessarily path perfection. Uh, so this word perfection, uh, uh, I felt that this word perfection sh should be examined a little today. Uh, so this is why I'm uh, explaining these different categories to, so that the understanding of this word prajnaparamita uh, can, can be uh, achieved. Shishing uh, the Buddha's speech. Uh, so this would be um, uh, those scriptures uh, which uh, present <coughs> Buddha's speech. So if it is a, a book, the Meidang Inji, the Yandra Surinam, that's Surinam. Okay, so if there is a presentation of uh, the resultant perfection uh, or the path perfection, uh, then we would find it would be a scriptural perfection. Uh, so if it is a book uh, which presents this path perfection uh, or resultant perfection, uh, then it's a scriptural perfection. Uh, um, just like uh, it would be uh, um, it's just, uh, an English scripture uh, would be an, an English book. Uh, an, a medicine book would be a med uh, a book on medicine would be a medicine book. Uh, so this is uh, a scripture uh, on perfection. Um, so what is the, the perfection that we're speaking of, these two types, uh, path perfection and resultant perfection. So I hope that's clear. Dixon. <laughs> 
so when we look at this word perfection, uh, scriptural perfection and uh, path perfection are only nominally designated as perfection. Uh, they are not perfection. Uh, the only perfection is the resultant perfection. Uh, so if it is a perfection, it is necessarily resultant perfection. Therefore, scriptural perfection and uh, causal or path perfection are not uh, um, actually perfection. Uh, they're just named as that, uh, but they're not actually perfection because, again, the only perfection is the resultant perfection, which is Buddha, uh, uh, Buddhahood. Um, so these others are merely named as that, but aren't actually perfections. Okay? So dependence upon on the profound sutras includes such activities as receiving the oral transmission of sutras such as the Prajnaparamita uh, retaining their meaning and reading them. So here this is saying to rely upon the scriptural perfection uh, which contains the information about path perfection and resultant perfection. So uh, by retaining the meaning of path perfection and resultant perfection, reading about it, uh, um, praying, uh, um, using it as prayer, uh, one is able to um, uh, produce an antidote to uh, negativity or to non-virtue. Um, so this is the first category of uh, dependence upon uh, on the profound sutras. So this Prajnaparamita is speaking of the scriptural perfection, and the scriptural perfection uh, um, relies upon the path perfection uh, uh, and the resultant uh, perfection. Uh, so this is what we find uh, as the content uh, of the uh, scriptural perfection. So this is a book on uh, 
Uh, so number three uh, is uh, uh, the, the uh, interest in emptiness. And it says it means uh, to comprehend the reality in which there is no self and, and which is luminously clear and to have conviction that the mind is primordially uh, pure. Uh, so here, uh, this is uh, meditation upon uh, emptiness. Um, so meditation upon uh, the fact that phenomena is not truly established. Uh, because it dependently originates. Um, therefore, uh, there is no self. Um, so when we speak of um, uh, um, this uh, clear light, or uh, clear, luminously clear, uh, there are two categories. First, the, the mind or the awareness that apprehends emptiness, uh, and then uh, there is the uh, um, actual emptiness itself. So here, uh, um, this is speaking of the uh, actual uh, emptiness uh, itself. Um, uh, so um, yeah, that's it. Do the Samula Tabas Lari, even the Deshite, do the Lari, Sajin Olul, do the Samulabas, do the Samulabas, what the Matumudua, then the Tony Gumbas, Tony Gumbas, Tony Lameva said, what the Tony Gumbas, Tinu Matumudua, what the Sajin or what the Dante would do. Well, sir. So number two, uh, number one is uh, dependence on the profound sutras, uh, and number two is interest in emptiness. Uh, and this uh, is really just referring to uh, meditation uh, upon emptiness. What uh, so number three, uh, dependence upon recitation. Uh, so this is relying upon uh, mantras. It means to recite according to the rituals the special formula such as the hundred-syllable mantra of Vajrasapha. Deesa. <laughs> Marijid 
ดีจุดเจเวนดีจุดมามดาบเรสวัตเกดีบัตเซนเรสวัตเกดีบัตเซนเรสวัตเกดีบัตเซนเรสวัตเกดีบัตเซนเรสวัตเกดีบัตเซ
when uh, we have uh, um, ethics uh, added to it, uh, is able uh, to melt away our, our misdeeds, just like the <coughs> sun melts away snow. So it's, uh, I'm saying, melting away the snow of our misdeeds. Uh, lighting a butter lamp in a dark gloom entirely clears away the darkness. Likewise, the darkness of sins accumulated for a thousand lifetimes is quickly dispelled by the butter lamp of recitation. Uh, so reciting mantras is uh, like a, a butter lamp uh, that illuminates <coughs> and clears away the darkness uh, of our misdeeds. Um, so this is the third <coughs> example. Um, so this is uh, number three, uh, the third remedy. Uh, called dependence upon recitation. So these three examples can be applied to all six remedies. Um, so not just this one. So all of these remedies that are presented here um, uh, um, do uh, what this dependence upon recitation, uh, um, the, the quote relating to the dependence upon recitation uh, um, uh, does, uh, if you will. So these three examples pertain to the other five as well. <laughs> So we would look at it like the um, wisdom, um, the, the, um, so the meditation on uh, the, the fire, which is the meditation upon emptiness, burns away our misdeeds. Uh, the sun, uh, um, um, the rays, uh, um, uh, the, let me say this again, let me say that, uh, burns away our misdeeds. Uh, the meditation <coughs> on emptiness is like the sun that melts away uh, our mis misdeeds. And like the butter lamp that clears away uh, our misdeeds. He didn't add darkness, so I didn't, uh, it clears away our misdeeds. So then, what are some signs? It says, repeat the recitation until you see signs that you have cleared away your sins. Um, so these are signs that there has been a level of purification, but uh, um, a complete purification of a misdeed uh, is very, very far away. So we can't say that these, uh, if these signs appear, uh, then a complete purification has taken place. Uh, we can just understand that some level of purification has taken place. <laughs> Uh, 
Um, so then uh, we there's a text uh, that gives a presentation of these signs and it's called the formula of exhortation uh, and it's a tantric text uh, so it says the formula of exhortation uh, states that the signs are uh, dreaming the following vomiting bad food so this is a sign of purification consuming food such as yogurt uh, and milk, or even dreaming about drinking orange juice or some other kind of beverage, uh, throwing up, vomiting, uh, seeing the sun and the moon, uh, flying, uh, moving through the air, it says, or flying, uh, blazing fires, uh, subduing water buffalo, uh, and uh, black, dark persons. It says persons here in dark clothing, but it would be either black persons or dark persons. Seeing a community of monks or nuns, so seeing uh, fully ordained monks and nuns. Uh, seeing a tree that gives out a milky substance, reading, uh, riding upon an elephant or bull, uh, climbing upon a lion throne, uh, climbing up a mansion or a mountain, and listening to the teaching. So all of these, again, are presented in the formula of exhortation, uh, and they show how one knows that there's been a purification after the application of the four opponent powers. So we'll take a short break. Then Sanjay Lateba, 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 Sanjay Lateba,
so the next number four is dependence on upon images. Means to make images of the Buddha uh, once you have acquired faith in him. Uh, so this uh, means that if you construct, uh, once you have this faith of conviction uh, in uh, the Buddha, um, then, and you construct an image of uh, him or her, uh, then you are engaging in the remedy which is called dependence upon images. So um, whether you uh, make this object with gold, silver, uh, clay, uh, or copper, um, or iron, it, it doesn't matter. Um, it just matters that you have this faith uh, and are constructing the image with the basis of this faith. Um, so you can uh, construct uh, any image that is a Buddha. So any of the deities uh, from the four classes of Tantra, um, Chenrezig, uh, Maitreya, um, any, any of these uh, deities um, uh, can be uh, um, made uh, or uh, painted. Um, so for, if you, are, uh, you could make a statue with all of these different types of metals uh, and, and mediums and so forth, uh, or you could even paint uh, a tanka uh, of the image. Uh, if you have this faith, then you're engaging in the remedy, which is uh, dependence upon images. The next uh, dependence on worship or dependence on offering means to make a variety of offerings to an image of the Buddha uh, or to uh, his or her stupa. Um, so this is referring to making the many varieties of offerings that you can make, uh, inner offerings, outer offerings, um, things that you eat, things that you drink, uh, your clothing, your house, your car, um, all of these uh, can be offered. Uh, and once they are offered, uh, then they, uh, you are engaging in uh, the remedy which is called uh, dependence upon uh, worship or dependence upon offering. Tell the temple of that. 
Number six is dependence on names, means to hear the recitation of and retain the names of Buddha's uh, and great conqueror's children. So great conqueror's children here is referring to the bodhisattvas. Um, so what is the difference between uh, this number six uh, and number three? Uh, so number three, dependence on recitation. Um, so if you are engaging in the recitation of uh, the mantra of, mantra of Buddha Shakyamuni, for instance, and you are uh, reciting the mantra, Teata Om Muni Muni Maha Muni Soha. If while you are doing that, you are uh, simultaneously doing the front and self-generation practices as well as the visualization of the uh, mantra garland on the ma moon mandala that's circ uh, circumambulating and so forth. Uh, so if you are visualizing these things, the, the uh, ritual that goes along with the mantra, uh, then you are engaging in dependence upon recitation. Uh, if you are merely reciting the names, reciting the mantras themselves, without any of the accompanying practices, uh, such as front and self-generation, etc., uh, then you are engaging in dependence upon names. Uh, so this is the difference between dependence upon recitation and dependence upon names. What the Nebuchadnezzar的 Gosun then Sujusu Tanji, 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 
The third power, so uh, we've gone through then the six parts of number two, uh, which is the power of applying remedies. So now we're on the power of turning away from faults. Uh, so this is uh, um, st- uh, um, having a resolve that in the future uh, you will not engage in the, this particular negative action or these particular actions again. Um, so the third power is actually restraining yourself from the ten non-virtuous actions. In the Sun Essence Sutra, the Buddha said that this restraint destroys all karma, afflictions, and obscuration of the teaching uh, created physically, verbally, or mentally by way of killing and the like. The third power eliminates bad actions that you have previously created yourself, uh, caused others to create, or have uh, rejoiced in the others creating. Confection, a confession that lacks an attitude of wholehearted uh, restraint becomes merely words. Then, chubung le kabiare rimche. Chubung le the kabiare. Chuji dibas ye mudwe. Chuji dibas. Chubung le Okay. So here, this is uh, actively um, stopping uh, uh, in the future um, any of uh, the non-virtues that you have created um, uh, um, previously caused others to create uh, or rejoiced in the creating of. Um, So here, uh, it it speaks of uh, the actual, um, where it's talking about, I'm trying to translate this at the same time that I'm doing it, um, uh, so here, when it talks about um, uh, obscurations of the teaching, uh, it's speaking of the uh, the non-virtue of abandoning the Dharma. Um, so it's uh, this obscuration of the Dharma is referring to the non-virtue, uh, which is the not which is abandoning the Dharma, uh, and then uh, it, it 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 talks. Um, that actions does it get into this uh, so that specifically uh, um, uh, it's speaking of here so obscurations of the teaching created physically verbally uh, or mentally by way of killing uh, and the like the third power eliminates bad actions that you have previously uh, created yourself caused others to create or have rejoiced in creating um, uh, so uh, this <coughs> turning away from this non-virtue actually harms the non-virtue previously created that we've caused others to create uh, or that we've rejoiced in the creating of. So this turning away harms those previously committed deeds that fall into those uh, three categories. 
Um, so uh, that's it. I'll, I'll get back to this uh, after if I find something that's you know really needs to be um, looked at. Um, but this is talking about the the karma that one's created by abandoning the dharma um, and and uh, um, rejoiced in uh, ha caused others to. Uh, or previously created uh, one's uh, self. Dixon,我们去。我呀，我呀，我呀，我呀，我呀，我呀，我呀，我呀，我呀，我呀，我呀，我呀，我呀，我呀，我呀，我呀，我呀，我呀，我呀，我呀，我呀，我呀，我呀
uh, given by, it says, Dharma, Dharma Mitra's commentary on the Sutra on the Discipline. So the Sutra on the Discipline is referring to uh, the um, Vinaya Sutra, um, and the, uh, um, this particular text is a commentary on uh, the Vinaya Sutra. And in this, there uh, are different divisions um, of Vinaya. And in this particular division, we find uh, um, this uh, um, question and answer uh, section um, that uh, asks very uh, um, particular questions to the uh, person who's engaged in non-virtue. Uh, and one of them is, is, is there uh, um, a regret? Is there subsequent restraint? Are you making a commitment to uh, restrain yourself from um, uh, committing this non-virtue again? Uh, so we see, even in the Vinaya teachings, uh, where the, the importance of this, uh, re this restraint. Dixon. Therefore, it is very important to have an attitude of restraint within which you have conviction not to commit that action again. Moreover, the development of this attitude depends on the first power. Lesser. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <coughs> Uh, so this fourth uh, category is the power of foundation or power of basis. Uh, so this is <coughs> two categories, uh, refuge and bodhicitta, they're the mind that aspires to enlightenment. So refuge we previously went over very extensively uh, when we went over the categories of the causes of going for refuge, uh, based on that the objects to which you go for refuge too. Uh, and then how to go to re go for refuge. And the last category, advices on, on refuge or the precepts of refuge. Uh, so the first category is deals, uh, um, presents the causes for refuge. And here this is fear and a faith of conviction. So the example is given of a child uh, who becomes very scared when uh, running into a dog. Uh, and then runs to his or her parents for protection, or goes goes to ref goes for refuge to his or her parents, uh, so that the, he or she can be protected. Um, so here the comparison is made um, to the fear that a child has. <coughs> to the fear that we have of suffering in cyclic existence. Um, and we uh, run, uh, um, go for refuge to 
uh, the Buddha, the Dharma, and the, the Sangha, the Buddha jewel, the Dharma jewel, and the Sangha jewel. Um, so based on uh, our fear of cyclic existence, like the fear that the child has of the dog, um, we uh, um, uh, go to our parents because, uh, um, I'm sorry, uh, be, like the child has for the dog, uh, um, we have, the, like the fear that the child has for the dog, we have a fear for cyclic existence. The child goes for refuge to his or her uh, parents because of having faith in them. Uh, we go for refuge to the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha because we have faith in those objects. Uh, and, and that faith is that those objects will protect us from what we fear. Um, so uh, we find the first category, the causes of going for refuge, and that's explained by uh, this, the example of the child uh, and how he or she has fear and then faith. Uh, and then based on that, the objects to which you go for refuge too. So based on that fear and faith, what do you go for refuge uh, to? Well, you have faith then in the objects of the three jewels. So the three jewels are the objects to which you go for refuge to. And then the third section is how you go for refuge. How did the child um, seek protection? Uh, so we go for refuge by um, um, by by uh, um, <coughs> actually. Uh, um, seeking the protection of the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha. Um, and then the last category is advices on refuge, or the pre precepts. So once we um, have gone for refuge to the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha, um, what uh, we should do in relation to those three jewels. Uh, and then we find other categories also which show for instance, the benefits of going for refuge. And then we have the presentation uh, given in the scriptural tradition uh, as well as the oral tradition um, in the text. So there's a lot of information that we've gone over about the subject of, of refuge before. So the door, so then the next mind that aspires to enlightenment uh, is the door to the great vehicle. Uh, so the mind that aspires to enlightenment is the door to the great vehicle. So this refers to meditation on bodhicitta. Uh, so when we say refuge in bodhicitta, referring to meditation on the mind that aspires to enlightenment. And now we arrive at those two uh, practices, the seven-point cause and effect of <coughs> achieving or realizing the mind that aspires to enlightenment, uh, and then the uh, second uh, um, um, second practice called the equ uh, equalizing and exchanging self with others practice. Uh, um, so uh, these are the two um, uh, practices which will um, cause the arisal of the mind that aspires to enlightenment. So the seven-point cause and effect practice uh, has six causes and one result. So the six causes are realizing all sentient beings are our mother, uh, remembering their kindness, wishing to repay their kindness, love through the force of attraction, great compassion, and then the extraordinary attitude. 
and then after these causes are uh, present, then we have the result, which is the mind that aspires to enlightenment, or bodhicitta. Um, so in order for us to realize this first step, uh, which is all sentient beings are our mother, we have to establish the um, um, existence of previous lives. Uh, because if we don't establish that we have had previous lives and we don't establish that other sentient beings have had previous lives, then it's very difficult for us to establish this point that all sentient beings are our mothers. Uh, so these steps of uh, um, um, recognizing sentient beings as our mother and remembering their kindness and wishing to repay ki- kindness is something that we need to go over and over again. Uh, so the other practice is called equalizing and exchanging self with others. And here this is changing uh, one's attitude. Uh, taking the attitude which cherishes one's self, uh, the self-cherishing attitude, uh, and converting it into an attitude which cherishes others. Uh, so the exchange or the change is the emphasis on uh, uh, one's uh, um, focus. Uh, so we normally focus on ourselves, we cherish ourselves. So the exchange or the change is the change in focus. We then ex- exchange that focus, which was previously on ourselves, cherishing ourselves, and, and, and change it into one uh, which cherishes others in that same way uh, that we cherish ourselves. So this is the exchange or the change that, that takes place. What ตนมาเตสเรมตัวจางจิบะเตลสัจจิกุติกุติเนอุนโตตัวเบเนเดคาบากุโซกุตุตัตเนวะเตจิเซจิกุมบาวุสเตลัจเจเตลัจเจจาย
then we're about to get to the end of the uh, section, uh, this section, uh, Jayan Sheba's uh, How One uh, Remedies Misdeeds. Um, so uh, I'll just read through this. The fourth power is going for refuge to the three jewels and cultivating the spirit of enlightenment. With regard to this, the conqueror spoke in general about a variety of means through which beginners could remove their sins. However, a complete remedy requires all four powers to be present. Um, so this ends the section, um, ends this section, and now we move on to the fourth section. Uh, so when we're looking at Jayan Sheba's outline, we've gone through the first three, uh, and now we're on number four. And Jayan Sheba states that there are nine sections in this fourth section. Um, so this is what we'll be going over uh, now. And without Jayan Sheba's commentary, it would be very difficult to organize all of this information. Um, and just as a translator's note, especially looking at the Tibetan, a lot of times the English is organized for us uh, because there's a commentary being given, um, and it's not as organized in the Tibetan. So. Um, uh, this section, uh, without Jayan Sheva's commentary, if you're looking at the Tibetan, it would be quite un hard to kind of extrapolate the meaning. ดีบัตตาลูวะเตงันดูเงชะบุจีจุนอันนั้นเงชวะจีจุนจวาสแลสะตาตุสุวะเตนิสามารบะตาปนะญวันเจียะเกญวันเจียะเกดีบัตตา
uh, or wa water trouble or, or flooding maybe Rimche said water trouble in English uh, um, so or, uh, some kind of uh, um, disease uh, some kind of suffering uh, so one would normally have to experience uh, the hell realm rebirth but this purification has then changed the, the resultant experience into one that's less suffering uh, so this is the first category Jumping. Another is that even if you are born in a miserable realm, you do not experience uh, its sufferings. Uh, so this would be uh, um, if you are, uh, have purified a misdeed, even though you are born into um, uh, one of the lower realms of cyclic existence, uh, you don't experience the suffering that you normally would there. Um, so Rimache is saying that uh, there's an example, and we'll have to look it up in the Nagarjuna's letter to a friend about King Marchita. Uh, um, who was able to um, jump out of the, the realm uh, um, that he was abiding in and didn't have to experience the things that were going on there. Um, so we can look that up. It's in Nagarjuna's letter to a friend. Uh, and um, let me just make sure I got everything. Um, so this would be what number two is referring to. Um, uh, even though you're born... Uh, as a result of non-virtue in the lower realms, you don't experience the, the, um, um, all of those negativities that are present for others. Mm -hmm. Still another is a mere headache in the present life that remove, uh, serves uh, to remove the sin. Um, so this would be, um, uh, instead of a, a greater negative experience, one would, for instance, get a headache in this life. Uh, or we could also say things like getting cancer or tuberculosis. Um, 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 these things uh, are um, ways in which a, a karma that would have been much greater suffering uh, can be uh, transformed into a less uh, um, a, a, an experience with less suffering. No gobana, do you 
Dodges Dungenu, Shabbiches Dungenun, Tandariti orders. Likewise, the sins whose effects you must experience for a long time may become ones whose effects you experience only for a short time or that you need not experience at all. Uh, so here, uh, um, sins whose effects you must experience for a long time could refer to a length of time as long as an eon. Um, so uh, that kind of non-virtue could be converted into uh, an experience which uh, only lasts a, a, a day or a week uh, or a month um, instead of uh, an eon. Uh, so uh, this is uh, the next um, way in which uh, non-virtue or misdeed is removed or purified. Dixon. A purification that uh, um, uh, makes it so that you only have to experience um, the, the suffering or the uh, negativity for a very short time uh, and sometimes not even experience it at all. Um, so the next one uh, shows uh, that there is no certainty um, uh, with regard to these individual misdeeds of how uh, a purification takes place or um, uh, or, a, or a definite um, way in which uh, these non-virtues are removed because each individual is different. Um, so uh, here it says there is no certainty about, how, uh, certainty about how sins are removed because it depends on whether the purifier is of great or little strength, whether the remedy is one in which the four powers are complete or incomplete, intense or not intense, of long or short duration, and so forth. Uh, so, for instance, if a bodhisattva uh, engages in these four opponent powers, uh, then there is a much greater strength uh, than if a solitary realizer does. And if a solitary realizer does, there's a greater strength than if a hearer does or a shravaka does. So it really depends on the way of thinking, uh, of, uh, the, the, uh, the individual's way of thinking. Um, so uh, that um, um, is what dictates uh, the uh, how what the experience will be um, so the the greater the level of um, uh, um, the greater the level of thinking uh, so literally the greater the level of thinking so bodhisattvas at the highest level uh, the greater the the purification will be um, so it really depends upon the purifier uh, um, when we're talking about uh, um, um, how the purification works and what uh, and, and how non-virtue is removed um, uh, um, 
in general. So we have to speak of it specifically and specific to the individual. Um, so uh, in uh, the nine categories that Jayan Sheba presents, this is the these points that are made are the first category. Um, so all of these points are one, two, three, four, five, nine. They're the point. These points are all fall into the first of the nine categories. So the second. Mm. So the second category among these nine uh, is um, uh, the, uh, a debate uh, that takes place uh, in the debate that takes place. Um, so it says uh, the statement in both sutra, in both sutra and texts on discipline, that karma does not perish even in one hundred eons is made with regard to the karma for which you have not cultivated remedy with the four opponent powers. Um, so this is Jay Rinpoche stating that. This statement that's made, this thesis that karma does not perish even in 100 years, is not necessarily so. Why is it not necessarily so? Um, because if that karma has uh, had uh, the four opponent powers applied to it, uh, then it can be purified and uh, it, uh, it will perish. Um, but this particular statement is referring to karma that has not had the four opponent powers applied to it. So this is what Jay Rinpoche states. Jay Rinpoche states that the statement by Buddha is referring to those karmas that haven't been purified, that haven't had these four opponent powers applied to them. Um, so if they haven't, then that karma doesn't perish even for a hundred eons. But those karmas that have had that application uh, can be purified, uh, and this statement does not refer to them. Uh, so in debate terms, it would say, um, uh, so do the four opponent powers have the ability to purify um, all non-virtues? And one would say yes. And then the other person would say, no, they do not have the power to purify uh, all non-virtues because the Buddha stated karma does not even perish in 100 eons. Then the, the, it, using Jay Rinpoche's uh, response, one would say that's not necessarily so because karma that has had the application of the four opponent powers can perish Dixon. <laughs> Jeton 
um, so the second, uh, this is, all this is part of the, the second section. Um, uh, so uh, um, karma, uh, so is made with, re so this statement is made with regard to the karma for which you have not cultivated the remedy with the four powers. However, if you purify yourself with the remedy having the aforementioned four powers, it is said that you will even remove karma that you are bound to experience or certain to experience. Uh, Haryabhadra's uh, long explanation of the perfection of wisdom sutra in 8,000 lines states, thus with powerful remedies you can completely eliminate the unfavorable factors which diminish when you possess the group of remedies. This for example is like the tarnish on gold because all such things as obscurations to the sublime teaching will necessarily diminish as just explained. You will completely eliminate infractions which are originate from arrogance. So uh, if one applies the four opponent powers, then a purification will take place, uh, will definitely take place. In the same way that gold that's tarnished can be purified or cleansed, uh, a mind uh, that uh, uh, is tarnished, uh, where when one is tarnished by uh, the stains of non-virtue or misdeeds, uh, then one can be purified. Uh, a person can be purified uh, in the same way that the tarnish on gold can be completely removed and, and cleaned. Uh, our non-virtues can be completely removed uh, in that same way. Uh, so um, that's what that means, and this falls under section number two. Uh, so we're going to end there. Uh, we'll do the concluding mandala offering and dedication prayer. The fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers, adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon. I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure realm. I dedicate whatever virtues I have collected for the benefit of the teachings and of all sentient beings, and in particular for the essential teachings of Venerable Ozandrapa to shine forever. I send forth this jeweled mandala to you, precious Guru. I dedicate all this virtue to emulate the knowledge of the hero Manjushri and likewise Samantabhadra as well. With whatever dedication is praised as supreme by all the conquerors who traverse the three times, I also dedicate all my roots of virtue for the sake of auspicious deeds. In that pure land surrounded by snowy mountains, you are the source of all benefit and happiness. All powerful Avogateshvara, Tenzin Jatso, may you stay until samsara is in. I pray for the long life of the precious cancer of Wondok, upholder of scriptural and realizational doctrines, the spiritual friend trained extensively in the five great philosophical texts, exceptional wisdom and perseverance, Tuji Rinchi, Lutsi Shapi Dero Lam, Natsu Lam, Chemokan, 